worship leader, worship teams, stop what you're doing right now. Because I want to thank you for subscribing to this podcast and listening to all the shows. We are so grateful for your support and attention. We want to invite you to take part in getting a membership at WTTU.co. Between now and Easter, we have a special 25% that you can save right now by going to WTTU.co slash J-O-I-N join and get 800 article content, unlimited webinars, more videos, more training than what you can ever need and what you'll ever use. We love you and thank you again for being here at worshipteentraining.com. So join us as we can help you plan for worship, lead effective rehearsals, and lead worship in the way that God's called you to lead. Now, let's get back to our podcast today. How do you plan worship? This is the Worship Team Training Podcast with your host and training director, Brennan Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. Now, here's your host, Brennan Dempsey. Thanks so much for coming in, guys. Welcome, Worship Team's Worship Leaders. And uh, it's so great to see you. Let's go ahead and just jump right into what we were already talking about here with our the planning of worship services and then how can we effectively meet the needs of the people, know the needs of the people in order to help the songs, to help the healing of the church. Are you doing that? So thanks, guys, for coming in. Gerard, nice to see you. Michelle, great to see you. All of our Periscope friends and Facebook Live friends, thanks so much. Sheila Cox, what's up? Great to see you. Guys, if you would, please go ahead and swipe and invite. Let everybody know what's going on through Periscope, Facebook Live. If you're, you're listening to the playback right now on iTunes. Uh, Jared, sorry. <laughs> All right, got you, buddy. And uh, if you're listening to our playback audio by iTunes and iHeartRadio, thanks so much for subscribing. You guys are awesome. Thank you. What's up, Jason Wallace? How are you, brother? Great to see you, my man. So we're talking about healing today. We're talking about, you know, what is it that God has, uh, what he's doing in our churches. I think that's the main thing. And then are we responding to that and the way that we plan and the way that we help our worship services, our people? That's what we're talking about today. So what's up, Joan from Philly. Great to see you uh, from Philippines. Thanks so much. If you guys would uh, let us know what's going on by saying hello, let us know your name and the city or country where you're from. Your first time watching this broadcast, thanks so much for coming in. Great to see you. And also the first time you're listening by playback, the audio podcast, thanks so much. My name is Brandon Dempsey, follower of Jesus Christ and also CEO of worshipteentraining.com and also our university site, which is Worship Teen Training University. You can find that at wttu.co. Basically, we provide workshops and mentoring for your worship teams and worship leaders over a weekend. You can find more at worshipteentraining.com slash workshops and also slash mentoring. Jason's in the house from Buffalo, New York. What's going on, Periscope? And also, don't forget to go to our online university membership site for worship leaders, okay, and for worship teams. And so by doing that, 
I'll address that in just a second, Jared. Thank you. Uh, you can go to our university site. We have a lot of people that are just musicians, singers, audio tech pastors that are now members. Go to WTTU.co. And hey, right now, we are running a special. You can, If you sign up between now and Easter, we're giving all worship teams and worship leaders 25% off of the membership price. So you don't want to miss that. Go to WTTU.co slash join. That's J-O-I-N. You want to do that now because uh, these uh, won't last forever. Anyway, I want to talk more about that later on. Let's just jump right into our topic today. Healing. What does that mean for our churches? Uh, Jared asked a question, you know, what do I do uh, in being in Christ and keep myself from the from harm? I think that's what you asked, Jared. If you would ask that question again so I can address it correctly. Uh, but from what I've seen here, this is a, a good prayer that we should all be praying for each of our lives, for each of our churches, each of our worship teams to pray for the Holy Spirit's protection and how can we step in daily with him and that's through the word knowing the word jesus christ knowing the word of god what god says about our lives has everything to do with how we plan for our worship services so again i want to reiterate what's coming up this week tomorrow at 12 p.m central aaron ivy from austin stone worship is going to come share his testimony and also hopefully play some music we're gonna have a great time with aaron he's been on here before just an awesome dude and then also this coming thursday at 11 a.m central dennis jarnigan will be with us to talk about hurt healing in the church and how worship god uses as a beautiful conduit to do such great amazing things you don't want to miss that and if you're a member at worship team training university you get all the Thursday show trainings every week live and playback, as well as our Monday morning worship Bible study. Also, we have our unlimited webinars that cover a variety of topics from worship leading, music, leadership, you name it. So you don't want to you don't want to miss that at all. And so we ask that you guys would also participate in today's conversation. So drop us a comment. Let us know what's going on in your church. How do you plan your worship services? That's the topic. And then how do you go by the needs of your people? So if you guys would uh, follow along with me and let's jump right in. And we actually began this uh, We actually began this broadcast and we got uh, – Canceled. We got cut off because of the uh, some glitches in the internet. But um, I was asking the question: You know, what do you do in your like in your planning times when it's just you and God? Uh, do you fill it up with just going to planning center online and CCLI and your favorite uh, websites to get your new songs, or do you spend time with God? Uh, do you spend time like such as prayer? I found more than more recently. As I'm spending more time with God before I plan, that I'm actually planning through prayer time and through listening. Uh, so think about the way that you plan worship can also be a time where you are worshiping the Lord, where you are hearing back from God. How often do you take what God is saying, the hearing of God, seriously in your planning, or do you just fill it up with to-do items. So Dennis Jarnigan is going to be here this Thursday on the university site to talk about this very thing, you know, show me where it hurts, God. I mean, you know, why not pray prayers like that? God, who is hurting within our congregation and what songs should be sung over them? I know that when I start 
my planning like that. And this is from the encouragement of, of Dennis here, who's going to be sharing a lot more on Thursday. I know that as I spend time in prayer and listening, hearing back from God, then when I turn to the songs, then when I turn to scripture, then when I turn to the pastor's message, I am more connected with what's happening spiritually. Uh, that's something that you really can't deny. So how do you plan your services? Is it from maybe you have a team of people, maybe you have a prayer group. I've known churches that use a prayer group to help them choose songs. I know that just by spending time with the pastor and knowing his heart, her heart, where they're going, makes a really big impact on what you sing and how you lead for your worship services. So that's what we're talking about here. We want to hear from you. So drop in the comments. Let us know how do you best plan for your worship services. So I'm going to go on here. You know, uh, John, let's say third John of uh, uh, chapter one, verse two begins with the simple prayer. He says, beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health just as your souls prospers. As a worship leader, that is a significant prayer to have in my arsenal of spiritual weaponry, if you will. We are on the battlefront, guys, and the enemy does not want us to put together worship sets that will connect people to the Lord. They, The enemy wants to distract us. The enemy wants to confuse us. And I love what uh, Third John 1 and 2 says here, that I pray that you may prosper in good health just as your souls prosper. So worship leader, it's, it's important that you and I keep ourselves healthy spiritually. From the wounds of life, from the deep wounds of life, there is ministry to be found in those areas. But we need to be careful too. So Jared says, I spend time with people like you to choose God instead of self. I love that. Thank you, Jared. That's awesome. Yes, it's it's all about being with your people and knowing the prayer needs. I was saying earlier how we were working with a team, a worship team, doing a workshop for them over Friday and Saturday. And the question was, Brandon, how can we get people in our church to sing? And the more and more that I just had conversation with the worship leader, the pastor, the team members, it became apparent that, yeah, there are some things that we can do logistically, such as, you know, how can we create better music and, and lead well and to usher in the Holy Spirit through prayer, through walking in the Word, all those things. And, yeah, we did a lot of things changing up the set as far as what's happening on stage where people are placed and all that. Yes. Awesome. Great. But I find that the most ministry happens when it's not in the worship service, when it's outside the worship service, when you are meeting with your team members, when you're meeting with people in the church, that is when you're finding the real conversations. And I know for me, even this past Sunday, when I flew back home and I'm, I'm leading worship the next day, I'm, I'm meeting with a lady who lost her son at a very uh, young age that he was. And even though it's been years of healing for her, she and her family are still dealing with that loss because when they come into the church worshiping, they know there is that fourth space that used to be occupied by her son. It's real things like that. When God calls us to lead worship is what we're dealing with. You may know the needs of your people in your church and you may not. The question is, how well do you know them? The question is, how do you minister to even the unknown? Um, 
I mean, there are many people that do come to your service, and yeah, you may ask, well, Brandon, how do I know all the needs of the church? Well, you're right. There's there's no way that we can possibly know every single need, but I think the few needs that you do find, I guarantee you that they're probably multiplied throughout the rest of the entire body. And so it's our job to, as we are modern-day Levites, it's our job then to sing songs of victory, of hope, of healing, songs that lift up the spirit, songs that lift up God's name, because this is our encouragement. I mean, think about it. When we lead worship services, it's not a quest or task of how can we get people to sing. Church, even if we use instruments or not, Church is the place where we come together to celebrate God's goodness. It is the time in which we gather to lift up, hey, this is what God has done, or to lift up, hey, Lord, I'm dying here, and and I'm desperate, and I need your help. And we do that collectively as a body. That is a complete different perspective than just trying to make sure that all the buttons and switches go off right, and no channels are down, all the guitars, you know, stay in tune. I mean, yeah, we need all those things that's right we definitely need logistics to make things happen but we don't need them to make them happen either the holy spirit is the one who leads us and the question becomes if the holy spirit's not leading us if we're not following the holy spirit what are we doing what are we doing in our planning times to help usher in songs of joy for people to resonate praise to god What are we doing if we're not connected with the relationships and lives of our people? What are we really doing on stage? What are we doing off stage? So I think that when Jesus says, you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free, that speaks also to one another. If we know the life of this one person and how God set them free, if we know about the life of another person that maybe God is not them, they haven't allowed themselves to be free yet then how can we sing songs of salvation to help that person move from point A to point B? The thing is this, God has already chosen you and I in him because Ephesians tells us that he chose us in him first. So if God's already chosen us and yet the world looks at us like we're fools, that's okay. The I think the deeper question is, how, do, how well do we know our people? Because we may seem like fools to everybody else in the world, but the church, yes, is not the only place that's hurting. But this is the reason why we are to take the gospel message through song or just through spoken word beyond the four walls. And how do we minister to a hurting world? So I think it's twofold. When we have services for our church you know how are we i think addressing needs that impact us globally that locally nationally um, i believe that those are very important uh neil i didn't sorry i did not get to your um, comment here neil Rowe, thank you so much brother on facebook live says good thoughts good thoughts as a pastor who preaches we understand this but we rarely convey that to our worship team leaders in general thank you so much for that neil absolutely um I believe that 
And this is great. So this just shows you worship leaders and teams. We have a lot more people that watch these broadcasts and listen than what is realized. And this is awesome. Pastors, even people that are not on a worship team that want to understand worship better. This is what it's about. So thank you, Pastor. Uh, it's, it, it is so important that we communicate to our leaders, our worship leaders, and even just to say, hey, this is what I've been seeing in the world or what has been happening in our church. My pastor is always coming to me every time we meet saying, hey, so-and-so has passed away or, hey, so-and-so is struggling within um, with their health. And so as we plan together, we're praying together, and we're also doing songs of unity, doing songs of healing, because these are the songs that people remember the most. And what's awesome is that when you hear them humming the same song as they're leaving church, because especially you know what they're going through, then you've, you've met the need ministerially there. And I know even there's times that I picked the wrong songs. There's times that I picked a song that I thought was great, that was cool, but it meant nothing. It didn't mean it didn't intersect with the people. Those are times that you learn, you win some, you lose some kind of thing. But I think, and this this happens to all of us. So instead of worship leader and worship team getting down on yourself after the worship service of or pastor alike, I didn't say this, I forgot that, I could have done this, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, don't let that be in your thought life after a service because God had to say what he had to say through you at that moment and at that time. And if something was missed, then you fix it. You make it better for the next week. I think we spend too much time critiquing ourselves when no one else is in the church. And that's something that we have to be cognizant of and to realize that it's the power of God who's working through us and not ourselves. Uh, Blanca says this. Thank you, Blanca. She says, absolutely, connecting with the congregation isn't just about what we do on stage if we don't connect personally when we get off the stage. Absolutely. So thank you, Blanca. It's more like, you know, again, going back to this very reality of if we are to lead, but we're not connecting to the Holy Spirit, what are we doing? And so this is where I think our people, the church, they find the relevancy. And you have to give your people in your church the credit that they know what's going on. They can, it's transparent to them. And I believe that our people know what's up and what's down happening on stage. So it's important for us that we're spending time with people, not just passing by in the hallway, but spending time like the mother I spent time with after the service. And at the same time, she's watching our, the same lady was watching our boy as she took him into, uh, for the, the children's church. And she's watching our boy, and this is a lady who lost her own boy, her own child. And I just put my arm around her, and I said, you know, I said, life is a beautiful thing, and we're always assured that we're always together with them in this life or the next. And there's just sometimes that you just don't have words to say, and that's okay as well. So I, I, I really deeply believe in the power of prayer as we plan for our worship services and as we do things that we choose songs for healing. So let me ask that question. Do you believe and how much do you believe that God promotes healing and does healing through the worship time? Just ask you that. There's been times that I've been praying that 
it can be uh, an alleviation of anxiety, of stress, of whatever that we're going through emotionally. There's physical healing. And I really believe that. Sheila, thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. She says, yes. I mean, there have been times. Crystal Renee, what's up? Crystal, I love you. She says, healing through worship. Worship has been my instrumental to my recovery. Thank you. Uh, guys, uh, Crystal is a longtime friend and watcher here at Worship Team Training. If you guys know Crystal's story, uh, if I'm right, Crystal, she had suffered a brain hemorrhage. And this is about what was it? Uh, Crystal, was it two, three years ago? And she was religiously watching us every day. And then one day she wasn't there. And everyone on Periscope was even asking, where is Crystal? She's still recovering. Yes. Okay. She says, yes, she's getting better day by day. She says it's been two years. Awesome. Praise God, Crystal. And we've been praying for Crystal in these broadcasts. And... During these broadcasts, her husband would text me every now and then saying, hey, she's getting better. She finally came out of it. She went home. And so this is one of our very own guys. Uh, Crystal is a worship leader on the worship team down in South Texas. Um, if, Yeah, and so in McAllen, I think. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, this is it. This is walking living proof of, of what we do, guys. And so even to another worship leader that we pray for, much like how much more – should we be praying for our worship teams? Ian says, hi, I was in a, a meeting and we talked about the how there's frequencies of sound that can heal you. Is that true? Um, you know, I'm not, I don't know about that, honestly, about he's asking uh, frequencies of, uh, of music can promote healing. I believe that there's two things involved. There, there has been studies. I'm kind of getting off on a tangent. Sorry, but let me just answer Ian and get in this parenthetical thought. Uh, it has been pro- proven by science that music does promote healing. There's no doubt. Uh, classical music, uh, music soft, it, it does do that. When we pray, And when we ask God to intercede within that music, even more of the healing that God does. And, of course, we choose God over science any day. But, yes, there is proof that songs and music – no, you're fine. No no problem. No intrusion at all. Um, But I do believe that uh, music is good for the soul. When we marry music with the Word of God and with the prayers to God and from God as we hear from Him – healing really just takes shape. I mean, this speaks even to my own testimony um, as I had an injury that occurred way, way long time ago. And I thought uh, that life would be utterly different for me. And for those of you who know my story, I'll share it on another uh, episode here. But music was instrumental like you, Crystal. Uh, Music, prayer, God's healing, worship was so instrumental. I had a brother that would come and see me every day and pray over me, pray with me, show me the scriptures. We would sing songs together, and that was healing for me. Just think then how much more would that do for a person in your church? And if you have people that come to your church that's and, and they come to you after the worship service and they say, hey, that song really touched me, you don't know where that song has gone. How we address these needs in worship becomes mega important because it tells the people that we're listening. It tells the people that we're walking with them, right? Brandy, what's up? Brandy Anderson says yes on Facebook Live. Lord knows we need the Holy Spirit to be all up in our run-throughs. 
<laughs> All up in our run-throughs. That's right. Ian says on Periscope, thanks, Ian. Uh, there is to be a moment in the Christian song where's there, uh, where there's space to worship. Yeah, uh, that brings that brings a perfect topic right there. Thanks, Ian. How much clutter do we fill up our worship services with noise, with things to do? You have announcements here. You got the offering there. You got a cool video there. All that's great. Uh, but what we've been doing lately is spending, dwelling a little bit more time instrumentally within the song. Uh, Jared says it tells him that God is listening. Absolutely. I love taking a song. Um, like we did Scandal of Grace just this past uh, Sunday. And so even as, as we're doing Scandal of Grace, you know. Died in my place, so my soul can can live. Right, we just spend time just instrumentally there. Uh, and not even sing. You know, just something that simple. And I believe, like, you know, as David, David, there's there's hundreds of, of verses that talk about music in the Psalms. And David says that, you know, he ministered just by music to uh, King Saul, who was trying to seek and kill and to take his life. And that's the enemy. So there's David praying through song, making music with his heart against the enemy. And no, I'm not saying that our congregations are enemies. That's not what I meant. But I'm just saying that music is a perfect tool just to even let the instrumental just kind of lay there, you know. And just letting the music flow. Uh, yesterday was a moment last Friday in worship, and the words turned to the book Ruth one sixteen. And Ian says, waiting for the rest of that on Periscope. I started singing that. That's just that's just awesome. I mean, I love and it, the Holy Spirit is just beautiful when we allow Him to work within our songs and we allow Him to work through melody. Um, you know, you give you want to give your people space and room for the Holy Spirit to work. And it doesn't need to be filled up all the time. And I believe that, you know, like one of the, the pastors this past weekend said, there was a moment we did we did an old throwback, um, Everlasting God. It's kind of funny I say that, an old throwback. And, you know, anyway, um, and we just stressed out the song instrumentally, you know, like the uh, strength arises, we wait upon the Lord, right? And we got to like the second chorus. Then we had, you know, the rest of the instrumentation drop in right on the pre-chorus. God, you reign forever. And we get to the chorus, right? Build it up. You are the everlasting. And it's like... Just the prayers of the church just went up. It was just just an amazing moment. So, like, you know, how are you capstoning those moments within 
your worship? How are you using little elements? I mean, these are things that we show worship teams as we work with them on Friday and Saturday. These are things that we share with you guys here that are enrolled into our university program. Uh, This is real stuff. I mean, these are the, it's not the, you know, this is how you can make song better kind of thing. That's great. But, you know, how are you? How are you really making melody from the heart? Um, Ian goes on to say, wherever he goes, I will go. Wherever you stay, I will stay. That sung on Friday and the word. That's right. That's from Ruth. Yes. So it's like if the Spirit of God is leading us, then we will only go where he goes, right? And we will stay if he stays. Uh, that's what I love about when you when you read about Moses even. When Moses is leading the people out of Egypt, Moses said, God, I'm not moving unless you move, Unless you move, God, we will not. And when you do move, we'll be right with you. And that's so parallel with Ruth. Thanks for sharing that, Ian. Uh, absolutely. It's it's uh, being connected to the Holy Spirit, being connected with your people. And there are so many ways that you can do that musically. There are ways that you can do that through prayer, through art, through especially through video and media. And so, yes, I believe that God calls us to introduce all these elements of different ways of art that we can express within our services but the underscoring the underscoring element of it all is the holy spirit that that is our common ground that needs to be our common denominator with every service that we do and don't think for a moment if you lead worship in a traditional church oh hey well how can we do that with hymns or how can we do that with with this kind of service or this group of people you can you have to find a way I mean, that is your job, worship leader, is to find that way that ministers to the people the most. And, you know, I believe that if you even find out, right, it's amazing, Ian says, that fellowshipping right now through technology, absolutely. I mean, this is this is a, a beautiful, wonderful age that we live in, that we can connect by Periscope, Facebook Live. Uh, the Internet has been the biggest shift yeah, and it's different in our country. That's that's true. Um, but the internet has been the biggest shift in humanity uh, just the past 10, 15, 20 years. And we've taken on new forms. I mean, it's it's not going to be surprising that we're – I mean, we're already leading worship anyway through streaming, like even right now. But to – wonder where god will take us in the next 10 years it's it's amazing and yeah knowledge is increasing but how do we use all these things for god's glory that's the thing you know um how do you use loop community and loops and pads uh you know tracks guidetracks.com i mean dot co sorry um from one of our awesome dudes, you know, how do you use all these tools and ambient pads and how do you use them effectively to hear the heart of God, to sing back his word? And then of course, obviously to lead worship. So that is our task. That's what I want to leave with you guys today is to think about your services. Think about the way that you plan songs. I hope it's my prayer today that I've encouraged you with these words so that as you plan worship, if it's this week, if it's this Saturday, even right before Sunday, that's kind of scary. But if that's you, hey, I pray that this broadcast brought you encouragement and inspiration, even if you're not on a worship team, if you're not a pastor, you're not a worship leader, but that in some way this gave you hope. Uh, 
Yeah, thanks, Ian, for that. And so uh, we thank you guys for joining in today on the broadcast. Be sure to check out tomorrow. Aaron Ivey will be here tomorrow at 12 p.m. Central from Austin Stone. He's going to be sharing about his testimony and also hopefully giving us some songs that he's going to sing. And then, of course, Thursday at 11 a.m. Central, you will find Dennis Jarnigan on our university platform. So you want to become a member at WTTU.co. Go to the join page. So that's just WTTU.co slash J-O-I-N. Do that now because we have a special 25 off that you can get between now and Easter. So, guys, thank you so much for coming in. Um, be with us. Look at our calendar at WTTU for the next shows coming up. Thank you guys for the fellowship. Thank you, Ian. And thank you, everybody here listening to the podcast and also on uh, Facebook Live as well. And we ask, guys, that you would, if you're listening by our podcast, iTunes and iHeartRadio, also here on Facebook Live and on periscope give us a high star rating we ask humbly would you do that please and better yet if not share this with a friend because there's somebody who needs to hear this message today and so remember guys in closing you don't need to be perfect you just need to allow jesus to lead you both in life and worship so guys see you next time very soon bye this has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com. <laughs>